Welcome back, one and all, to the Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial voice of the Star Trek universe. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Bonsoir, Pete. Bonsoir, Matt. Bonsoir to all our listeners. Back today to talk to you after the big Emmy push, Matt. And what's it resulted in? Pete, after that hearty Star Trek Picard for your consideration campaign, uh, the show walking away with five nominations, outstanding period and or character hairstyling, outstanding period and or character makeup, non-prosthetic, outstanding prosthetic makeup for a series, limited series, movie or special, uh, and then outstanding sound mixing and sound uh, editing in a comedy or drama series, one hour in length. Uh, So that perhaps a bit lower than what team star trek picard was aiming for uh, i will mention pete i'm glad i i threw in uh, it was not on our notes for the last podcast but i'm glad i threw in uh and maybe something emmy something star trek short treks uh even though i don't consider star trek sh- short treks really its own other series i, I understand in a certain level and function it is uh short treks nominated for outstanding short form comedy or drama series uh, and I think that though I think short treks is, you know, side stuff, uh, if you are going to put it together, call it its own short form thing. I think that's a well-earned Emmy nomination there. There's so many categories. I, I think there, there's almost too many at this point, but good that Trek, you know, broke through, got some nominations. I'm a little surprised. Nothing on the uh, visual effects front. Um, I think they're at least contenders in a lot of these nominations. I mean, we we didn't poo-poo the chances for uh, acting uh, with uh, Sir Patrick, but you know, I, I think I called him a dark horse uh, when we got together the other day, and you know, unfortunately, that that proved to be all too much of the case, but. They're going to come back at some point, a second season. Maybe they break through there. Yeah, I mean, just for reference, in in the Grand Emmy scope, uh, Star Trek Picard did Closer to Space Force, which got four Emmy nominations, and they were all technical. Then it did for, you know, some of the, some of the, the more robust shows that did get acting uh, nominations and the like. Uh, Pose, for example, let's let's just use that on the list here. You know, five Emmy nominations, a lot of it kind of technical, uh, but also lead actor in a drama series, things like that. So, you know, Pete, how about this way? We weren't poo-pooing the show's chances. We were maybe poo-pooing the, the degree of effort taken in the Picard for your consideration. And I don't know what goes into it. I know there's obviously uh, a whole industry in Hollywood of awards preppers and awards handicappers and PR people that are going to help you push it over. And if you, if in the normal times, if you have the right cocktail party with the right, you know, uh, cheesy crackers, and that might be the thing that puts you over and, and things of that sort. And I know that we're living in a completely different time right now, but surely this must have uh, come up short. By the way, Pete, the entirety of the five Star Trek Picard nominations and the one Short Trek nomination that the that the entire universe of Emmy nominations for CBS All Access. Um, so that too, definitely, you know, they've definitely come up short. They've made their bed in this 
wonderful resurgence of Star Trek, which is great for we Star Trek fans. Does it bode well for the future of the streamer? I mean, Pete, I feel like for them to for them to really add health to CBS All Access, they'd have to do something like have lots and lots of Star Trek in a row. Uh, yeah, and given that Star Trek Discovery Season 3 is coming, if only, Matt, there had just been a convention to announce some news at. Listeners, this is a serious question. You know, we give the contact info. I'll tell you right now, whether it's Twitter, Gmail, whatever. Can somebody please explain to me why in the world Discovery's Season 3 release date was announced the day after San Diego Comic-Con at home ended? I understand that these at-home panels or these San Diego Comic-Con panels this year obviously were pre-recorded. But, my goodness, you couldn't pre-record you know, and one more thing to be put at the end of the uh, Star Trek universe panel. That was a handful of days. It was Thursday. And then mo- the following Monday discoveries season three date was announced. How you does that make Chiron sense? date in there? <laughs> you right. couldn't take to Twitter and, Oh, but one more thing. <laughs> I mean, it, it boggles the mind. Maybe somebody before, you know, look, there's a lot of people in the entertainment sphere um fan you know production whatever it might be are down on the final result of san diego comic-con at home i can understand how if you're used to surfing the sidewalk for 15 hours and you get in the hall h and it's this amazing all-day experience and all that how this was this was going to be a letdown i think that said for a lot of people it was still a letdown maybe before that was known the feeling was we want the discovery date to be to, to kind of win the day, if you will. If we drop it on a Monday morning, then that's the only entertainment story on a Monday morning versus you have Star Trek Universe uh, Thursday morning and then, you know, Thursday afternoon, uh, you, you know, do they announce uh, that uh, on Stranger Things Season 4, Hopper is now going to be played by twins? You know, does it get kind of, does it get rolled away by other Comic-Con stuff? I don't know, but I do know this, Pete. Thursday, October 15th, the week after Lower Decks concludes, that's when Discovery starts and that is wonderful, wonderful news. So 23 straight weeks of Star Trek, finally. <laughs> um, you know, CBS All Access has pushed all its chips into the middle of the table. Will it still even be called that by the time those 23 weeks are up? Who knows? Will it still even be a thing then? Or will Amazon or somebody else uh, gobble it up? But we're thankful nonetheless, and we will be bringing you all 23 of those weeks. Yeah, and I think that's that's the exciting takeaway. Yes, there was a little bit new footage announced. I think somebody said it was six seconds. A lot of it, you know, Burnham saying, no, run, or, you know, things like that. <laughs> I, and, you know, all, all good, interesting stuff. I'm not going to – Pete, I think that it, it would be a lousy – it would be a lousy prospect for us to sit here and to break up all six seconds for analysis. It was, you know, a lot of run and gun, furrowed brows, things like that. Uh, but, you know, we've complained about, let me this way, Pete, not just complained. I think Star Trek fans in the United States irked about the CBS All Access subscription uh, and then further feeling like that subscription only gets you Star Trek. Uh, unlike, you know, I signed up for uh, HBO Max for Friends. And you know what? 
I did enjoy rewatching Man of Steel, or I'm enjoying the new, you know, whatever. Um, there's the extra value is not there. I suspect, not just in terms of what I feel, what you feel. I think CBS has figured out. Oh my goodness, all these Star Trek people go away. They they return the day a new season drops, and what within six. And it only took them season one of Star Trek Discovery. Season 1A, Season 1B, remember they were uh, split apart, Uh, Season 2 of Star Trek Discovery, uh, two seasons of Short Treks, and uh, Star Trek Picard. So in addition (laughs) to the PR problem, of which there is none for CBS All Access, can we also say that there is definitely no learning issue? It it would be interesting to know, had they been able to have Discovery ready to go, no COVID, would they have still stuck with these uh, breaks? You know, like, is this, is is are these 23 straight weeks an outgrowth of, oh no, our plan was Picard ends at the end of March, and then we'll get you in the middle of June again. So kind of just enough time for things to go fallow to as we try and pr- prime the, <laughs> no streaming uh, pun intended, by the way, that as we try and prime the Star Trek, or rather the all-access pump here, um, instead, I mean, it does, it smacks a bit of desperation to do these back-to-back when from the get-go they've said time in between but Pete, it's desperation I can get behind in part because, you know, as we talked about before, and we're going to hit lower decks again in a second, expectations are different for lower decks. And unlike, you know, Picard taking a look at the past, those you have left behind, the end comes to us all, followed by welcome to Discovery Season 3 immediately, let's imagine. They've left everyone behind. They are all alone except for all of them. Even the ideals of the Federation are behind. Like, there's a tonal downer that both of them have, and I'm not, it's not a complaint for either show. But you want to tell me, all right, in these next 23 weeks, animated crazy adventures, then the serious stuff, that's a great mix. I think it's the right move. I mean, personally, I would have preferred we get the live action stuff right away. I'm on record having said before, I thought we were going to get lower decks before we got Picard. Um I think there's a preference for the live action stuff. I think it's, you know, again, no fault of the animation or anything like that. Uh, Obviously, it's longer. There's more of it. Um, But I'm really looking forward to Lower Decks and what that's going to provide. Yeah. And again, you know, kind of in my in my process of of getting anticipation for this show, um, I know I had soured a little bit. Yeah. Side note, when last we spoke about Star Trek, which was, you know, after San Diego Comic-Con, and we said, all right, all this stuff now, uh, you know, all the news is out of the way. Yeah, there's going to be some Emmy nominations. We'll hit that. You know, instead, this Discovery announcement kind of reshaped the landscape. But I've gone from, oh, I've seen the first footage. It's it's pretty good. But I, I don't know. I just feel ready for the adventure that this show can give, ready for that uplift in a way that, you know, Discovery is not necessarily built for, and that's okay. Uh, you had referenced in the last podcast, Pete, how the, the the early pitch for Discovery was, you know, Star Trek Game of Thrones. There's not many Game of Thrones episodes that left you feeling good about life in Westeros or life 
how you just spent the last hour, you know, you're down on it. Same thing with Walking Dead. It's, you it's didn't a... like the wedding episode? <laughs> um, no. The couple wedding episodes? <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, I, again, I think, I don't know. I, I look at those, I look at those um, assembled newbies there, you know. Um, I'm excited to see how Ensign Devon Attendee is going gonna, is gonna to dive on into Starfleet here. I think back to... Um, one of the Peter David books, I want to say maybe it was Q squared, um, but one of the Peter David books that, that opens with a, uh, a, an Orion female scientist at the Guardian of Forever. And uh, it's kind of, it's perhaps slightly dated because it's like, you know, everybody knows Orion women and the urges and she dresses down to hide that. And it kind of was, it was a cool deep cut at the time in the book, you know, mid nineties to get like, Here's an Orion character, and we know the reputation in the series, but here's somebody who's going to be as able as any of the other knuckleheads that are ensigns. That sounds fun, too. I'm really looking forward to uh, Tawny Newsom's Beckett Mariner, uh, you know, the main character, uh, really sold in the, what was it, two minutes that we saw of the, the first episode, Second Contact, whipping out the batleth, driving it into uh, Brad, is it Boimler, I guess, or Boimler? I'm sure we'll get the pronunciation right off the, uh, the bat there, but really, really looking forward to that interaction. And, you know, I have to admit, though I had watched, obviously, the whole San Diego Comic-Con panel, it took a little, um, took a little digestion uh, to kind of put two and two together after the fact. I, I And again, I know that we've gone through this cast list, you know, for a, a year plus. But Eugene Cordero uh, voicing uh, Ensign Sam Rutherford. Pete, that's the same Eugene Cordero that was one of the... Uh, one of the the village people in uh, in the Mandalorian when they're on the the green shrimp planet, whatnot, um, you know the Magnificent Seven type episode. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, here's a guy who's done Star Trek and Star Wars all in a year. You know, smaller parts surely. Uh, also know him from Good Place and so forth. But you know, it's like again, I feel I feel as we get to the finish line here in anticipating Lower Decks, I feel more and more excited about it. I mean, it's hard to believe it's a little bit more than a week away. Yeah, that's kind of, I think because it was, you know, August and perpetually now every day is crazy and everything is crazy in the entire world to kind of look at the calendar and go, oh, hey, that's right around the corner. Um, We're getting new Star Trek right before, you know, before you know it, practically, it's just adding to the excitement. So, Pete, remind us one more time, when will we next be talking about Star Trek Lower Decks? We will be bringing you Lower Decks to our Star Trek Discovery feed on Sundays, Star Trek Sundays, beginning uh, Sunday, August 9th, after the premiere on Thursday, August 6th. Now, I know there is, it has been noted uh, that as of yet, there's no international distribution for Lower Decks, which to me is incredibly boneheaded. And I know that there's some people on Twitter that are rightfully frustrated about that because they're Star Trek fans. They're ready to go. Uh, many of them may be ready to pay for a new thing if they have to. And it's like there's no home for it. But let's hope, Pete, that there's the Voyage home for Lower Decks internationally and they're getting it 
um, you know, same day or day after or whatever, wherever you live, however you're watching, uh, get us your feedback by the end of the day on Saturday, at least for those first couple uh, episodes. We may, once Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. concludes, uh, switch to Star Trek Saturdays. But for right now, get your feedback in uh, on uh, by the end of the day on Saturdays. I'm talking to you, Fred in the Netherlands. Um, and then we can have it for our discussion on Sundays and uh, we'll take things from there. Absolutely. It's going to be a change of pace at the same time we've done for our Star Trek Essentials that we've hit from time to time some animated episodes, and they were really fun to take a look at. Right, Chuffed Captain? <laughs> Chuffed Captain, indeed. Glad to see uh, that there's a Cation character. I'm sure I talked about this way in the past, but super excited for Ta'ana, the Cation Doctor. Um, of course, this entire 23-week Star Trek Voyage that we're about to go on, all made possible by the people who support us on Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek, keeping us fan-supported, listener-supported, even as uh, as our fleet of shows that we podcast increase. Everybody who contributes to Patreon.com slash Fantastic Geek gets access to all sorts of exclusive tiers, can't contribute at this time you can go over to apple podcasts and leave us a rating takes just seconds leave us a review takes us a little longer uh but all appreciated so let's keep that star trek conversation going over these 23 weeks of trek pete how can people be in touch with you on twitter you can find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r-j-k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r 11,366 followers can't be wrong and while i'm personally on twitter is looking back lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com check us out on twitter instagram gmail where we are fantastic geek as well but wait pete there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek with the ph all one word like it today Barring any unforeseen news, when next we talk Star Trek, it'll be that first Star Trek Sunday after Lower Decks has premiered. So very, very excited about that. For now, though, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. We'll see you in the animated frontier. 